This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. 1225 and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in Barrie yesterday to announce that nearly $1.5 billion in transit funding among cities in Ontario will receive that money for track repairs, new buses, station improvements and accessibility upgrades. Toronto gets about $500 million of this. But is it enough to help the TTC or is it just a stopgap measure? TTC Chair Josh Cole joins us to discuss the funding. Josh, those questions to you. Well, I think it's a, a, a sea change in the way that uh, we've seen transit funded in the city. And for the longest time, uh, two things have happened. We haven't really had a federal partner. And secondly, we haven't had governments willing to invest in, in maintenance and state of good repair work. And and often it would be neglected for far, uh, I guess, uh, seemingly sexier projects or debates. And so our system, understandably, has suffered because of it. And we're not as reliable or as accessible as we should be because we've put off many of the uh, for so long. So I think it's really good news that we can, you know, plow literally hundreds of millions of dollars into these really, really urgent projects. Let's talk about the specifics. Uh, This money, this half billion dollars will make the TTC more reliable and accessible for disabled riders. Uh, So says Mayor John Tory. How so? Well, the, the the most obvious is it allows us to buy new wheel trans buses and retrofitter wheel trans buses. But it, at the same time, it, it accelerates our efforts to make stations accessible. Um, adding elevators is very expensive, and we're upgrading even our escalators. It provides funding for us to make sure that our, our bus and streetcar stops are fully accessible. And so altogether, there's about $40 million just targeted at improvements um, uh, that uh, around accessibility. But at the same time, us being able to improve our signal system and do track work and pumps and vents, while, again, not very glamorous, when those things fail, our system stalls and our, and people get inconvenienced and understandably upset. So the ability to fund that work and do it now will make for a much more reliable system. Well, the Toronto Board of Trade likes the announcement since most of the infrastructure is more than 50 years old, and that speaks to exactly what you're pointing out. Yeah, you know, in some cases, we're, so we're redealing signal signals now, and signal failure is the most often cause of delay, and any of our kind of very patient riders know that. It was a signal system put in when we built the subway. And so the thought that it's taken, you know, almost 60 years to replace is, is, is kind of galling. So the fact that we're doing it now is, is really good news for riders. This money that the feds have given us uh, accelerate a lot of those efforts. So something as to, so it might seem as boring as, as track grinding and track work makes for a, a more reliable system and a safer one and one that uh, 
that uh, you know won't cost us as much going forward. We want to put this uh, question forward to Zoomer Radio listeners. Uh, we've got Josh Cole on the line with us, the TTC chair. So who better to ask your questions of if you are a regular transit rider in Toronto? If you'd like to see improvements, if you have complaints, the numbers to call 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Uh, Councillor Cole, this is not the total amount, right? We're expecting some $840 million in funding from the feds? Yeah, exactly. And so this what was signed today are all projects that um, both uh, the city, the province and the feds have signed off on and ones that have all been approved by the, both the, you know, the TTC's case, their commission and city council. And, and really th- are things that can get going immediately. And so we're not talking about months or years, but it's weeks and months that work has begun. And, and some of these actually, we've already begun the work. And so that was really clearly one of the criteria was uh, for us was, of course, to target um, projects where the need was highest and were most urgent. But at the same time, uh, work that will have a tangible impact on a customer experience on top of it. And speaking of customer experience, and I know my kids in their early 20s, they, they complain that every weekend some portion of, mm-hmm. of, of the subway is shut down and shuttle buses are in place. Yep. Uh, now, I, I mean, explain to us why this is happening and, and is this kind of thing going to end with this infusion of cash? So, so really it's a reflection of, of us of you know previous uh, commissions putting off work for so long and so our our system is kind of so old and rickety that we now have to close down for a weekend to do the work we need to you know at night there's only so much you can do in the, that very short window where we stop operating and so the option one is to you know keep doing the work over a very long period of time at nights and have a reliable system, one that gets older and maybe less safe. Or an option two is actually to bite the bullet, invest the money, get the work done. And admittedly, it causes an inconvenience with those weekend closures. But I just don't think we can make the same mistakes, you know, predecessors have and keep putting it off and putting it off and putting off because then we're getting to a point where, you know, Washington, D.C., they're talking about closing a whole line for six months so that they can do the work that they put off. In Washington, they're doing that. Yeah, and basically because, you know, this is the type of work that never, there's no ribbon cutting when you when you replace track um, or signal system, and it inconveniences people. And so you can see why it's always put off. And so the Washington's gotten to the point where they're actually considering a six-month closure of a line wow. um, because the backlog has become so acute. And so what we're trying to do is, is balance, with, balance it with the need that people need to get around the city um, but at the same time, I just don't think it's the responsible thing to keep neglecting the work and keep providing substandard service because our system hasn't been upgraded. So right. we're doing that work already before this federal money came. This will allow us to do other projects. But, you know, investment and, and renewal sometimes does cause inconvenience. There's no doubt about that. 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. Marg in Niagara-on-the-Lake, what would you like to add? Hi. Uh, I agree that they should be doing uh, the extra work because the TTC has been let go for so long. Hello? Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, but what I was wondering is you're always asking for money. They're always asking for money. And if you look around at the TTC now, you see numerous subway station managers that 
we never had at CTC before. And you also see more supervisors, more management, people coming in from other countries to help uh, TTC. Now, is this your this is your personal experience, Mark? Uh, more or less, yes. So, how often are you on the TTC? Well, um, I'm just a new transplant out here in Niagara. Okay. So my whole life has been the TTC. Ah. And my. And I have a lot of Im- people that I know who work for the TTC. So, okay. Did you, well, work, for the, did you work for the TTC, Mark? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, great. Well, thank yeah. you for my pension, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, what, what do you what do you say to that, Josh what, Cole? What, what we're we're a very labor intensive business, so we have a lot of employees. There's no doubt about that. But I think what the the effort is is to not. We've actually decreased management positions in the last. I mean, I've been the chair for a year and a half, so I can only speak to that. But there's been a decrease in management and a redeployment of those dollars into front line. And so sometimes people see a station manager, and that's an effort to actually serve our customers. Um, you know, right now we have a collector in a booth who's bound to a booth. Um, in a very kind of 1950s style operation. We don't want that. We want people actually out there who can help um, be sources of information, can direct people, and especially when we are having the level of construction and that we are. You need people on the ground to, to help, but at the same time, our system is so packed that we need as many frontline workers as possible, but certainly it's the intention, and I'm sure all my commissioners would share this, that you know if we're going to add people and headcount that it will be to you know frontline customer facing services and people who do real jobs on on uh, in stations as opposed to people who sit in offices. Uh, Josh Cole, what have what has been the biggest surprise for you uh, having been the head of the TTC now, the chair of the TTC that that you never anticipated before you were appointed? I think maybe two things. One is that there's just there's something every day um, and that kind of comes up and, and that you can't prepare for. And when you think about a system that moves almost 2 million people a day and has, you know, over 12,000 employees and, and there's and there's just going to be something. And so there's something every day. And the, the other kind of surprise is just that, um, you know, back to the kind of this issue of, of upkeep and state of good repair, how much has... Um, been neglected over the years and part of it's because of lack of funding and part of it's because, you know, priorities often in the city focus more on the, you know, debates over what transit line, new transit line to build that mm-hmm. we, we forget about the existing one and that so many people rely on. And so, uh, you know, a lot of our focus has been reinvesting what we currently have. The, well, I, I think in this city, we'll always have the debates forever as long as you're doing your job and I'm doing mine about what to build next, but we can't let those debates, um, you know, have us lose sight of, of improving the current system. 416-360-0740, Now, the TTC is still facing a $190 million shortfall. Explain to us why, if we're getting all this cash from the federal government. So basically, the money we're getting from the federal government is all for our capital budget. You know, for for you know hard 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 service, not services, hard objects. You know, mm-hmm. track new lines and those kinds of things. Where we don't get support from other levels of government is our day-to-day expenses, our operating budget, and so that's one that's completely funded by either our fares and our customers paying fares, or what the city gives us in a subsidy. 
And so every year as the price of providing transit goes up, because the inflation does and it's so labor intensive, we have to struggle with, well, how do we meet that, um, meet those costs when we can only have two pools to, to draw from mm-hmm. being the city, which is really the property tax base, and people paying fares. And so we, we're really the only system in the developed world that, that operates that way. And in almost every other instance in a big city, you would also get support from either the state or provincial or federal or national governments for that day-to-day, those day-to-day operating costs. And so I, I'm of the mind that we're going to have this exact same debate and this exact same cycle of news stories every budget forever unless that changes. And so I just don't think it's sustainable for it just to be based on property taxpayers and, and um, you know, transit riders. We, we, we need other sources. Well, I appreciate you being candid. Uh, Mike in Toronto, you're on Zoomer Radio. What would you like to ask the TTC chair? Hello? Hi, Mike. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a uh, lifelong Toronto resident. I don't use the TTC during the week, but I use it on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay, to go downtown. But anyway, so I get on the subway, and then I hear the announcement that the line's closed. Why can't they put a big sign outside before you pay your token so that I can take a bus across and grab the university line downtown instead? Is there a communications disconnect, Councillor well, Cole? I, I, I'm sad to hear that happen. What What is supposed to be happening right now when we have our lines closed and you'll see people in kind of red vests or bibs out at every station um, telling people, in fact, that the station's closed. And, and usually at those stations, you can't even pay a token because the collector booth is closed and people are being redirected to the shuttle buses. And so if in this instance that happened, I, I think that's unfortunate, but you'll see almost an, an army of people in their kind of red TTC vests at stations where we're having our closures, direct into the shuttle buses, and on top of it, for example, if the university line is closed and a bus is running up and down Bathurst, you'll similarly see people posted at stops on the new shuttle bus line uh, giving that same information. Um, there's no perfect way to get that information out. We'd put it in, in the newspaper and on radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, we can always do better, and so I, I appreciate that uh, feedback. Well, on ttc.ca, it's usually right there on the front page. And when we do our very best here in, in radio exactly. news. <laughs> I, 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 as I follow the news, it seems to be reported quite, uh, quite widely. And, of course, in the, um, the, you know, the free paper in, in the subway system, it's always in there on a, kind of prepping people if their closure is going to be coming. We, we hate the closures. Um, let's be clear. We don't, we don't want to cause that disruption. But I just don't think, in, in kind of in good conscience or you know, as a good steward of the system, we can keep neglecting that work that needs to be done. Okay. Um, you know, it's the same way. You know, you can't expect you know in your house to have a 60-year-old furnace, and then wonder why it's not you know producing the it's not producing the the, the comfort and heat you'd want um, when you haven't fixed it or repaired it. Lily from Toronto, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Go ahead, your question or comment. Oh, uh, good afternoon. Hello? Hi there. Go ahead, Lily. What would you like to offer? Well, what I want to ask Josh Colley is, is there going to be uh, a detailed accounting of this money uh, listed online showing when, where, and exactly what work was performed? Oh, that's a good idea. Upgrade. Mm-hmm. And if not, why not? Okay. So the answer is yes. So the the um, the projects are already listed and online and available. And what I give credit to the federal government in doing, because I mean it is their money, 
and now we are matching, but there will be a, uh, a website that will, at, uh, at, at the federal government's website, that will pro, uh, detail every, every project, uh, their progress, and what, what's being spent on them. So um, I think in the past, we've always kind of said, okay, here's X amount of dollars for a project. You approve it or not, and once it's, once it's going, we never hear about it again until there's a cost overrun. What the, the, the difference is here is there's going to be an ability for any Canadian to track a project in their community, which I think is, a, is something we at the city should should look at as a, as a learning and, and replicate. Councillor Cole, thanks again for your time. I uh, appreciate the comprehensive conversation. Thanks. Look forward to doing it again. For sure. TTC Take Chair care. Josh Cole on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.